Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, we've all stopped puking here. T- yep. <laughs> good, uh, good, that a, good job. Yeah. That's a weird Thought I'd get greeting. that out of the way. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. We all got each other sick. You know what's great over the holidays? <laughs> Uh, oh, especially a holiday where like the point is to eat a to lot eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. is when you pass around a stomach bug. I would like to know this is our immediate family we're talking about. We didn't have like a big family no. gathering, got sick. This was I blame your children. <laughs> yes. I blame your specifically Charlie mm-hmm. um, got Justin well, sick. No, and then no, it started with Justin. OK, well, then it's Justin's fault. Yeah, it's all Justin Justin's fault. Blame. Got Charlie sick. Then Charlie somehow got me and Cooper sick at the same time. And then you and dad got sick at the same time. Mom's the lone survivor. <laughs> Justin was desperately trying to trace it back to like, where did I get this? And I'm like, I don't, we don't go. I don't know. I'm the grocery store. I'm not sure. Your, your <laughs> children, they 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 create diseases inside of themselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, we all passed it around and all got it at different points over the course of like five days or a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you and dad got it like the end of a week and like a Sunday, Justin, Charlie I really got it in the thought I was week. too tough for it. I thought like, I thought I, you were too I, tough I was for the germs. last one standing mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to get this. I'm so strong. I'm so tough. There's no way. And then I got it. I, <laughs> I had to be the one to come down with this bug while I was trying to hang out with my friends. <laughs> I was actually on a date. I was going to say, are you going <laughs> to, I was on a date. And we went to dinner and we, I immediately was like, hmm, something feels wrong. We went back to one of our, it was me and two, uh, three other people. It was a double date. And we went back to one of their houses afterwards. We were hanging out. I was like, excuse me for a moment. And <laughs> <laughs> went upstairs and projectile vomited everywhere. Oh, no. But then, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier uh, before we started. You get that little rush after you puke and you feel great. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm done with that. That's over. <laughs> so I come back. I like brush my teeth. I text my friend whose house we're at. And I'm like, hey, can I do something that can make my breath not smell like vomit? And I like wash my hands, brush my teeth, clean up her <laughs> toilet area. Um, come back downstairs. We start playing Mario Party. Everything's going great. And then I'm like, hmm, let's pause this mini game real quick. I got to go vomit again. <laughs> It was one of those where, like, in between, you don't feel too terrible. I had almost, like, a full hour. It was, like, 45 minutes. I was like, wow, okay. You you keep having this moment where you're like, I should just get up and do some stuff. I don't think it's that bad. And then you're like, mm. nope. Mm. Nope. <laughs> no, that's not. That's You got you to gotta learn that about, about puking, Riley. It's a, There's a window of time where you can do things to prepare yourself for the next puke. That's it. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what that's for. Those little endorphins. It's like that is when you you can get yourself into a spot where you can puke again, and it is a it is a closing window. <laughs> I like it was just me and three other people, and I already accepted like I have been in close shared space with all three of you at this point. We have been together for many hours already. We have already shared any germs I already had. I did not yeah. start being contagious once I started throwing up. So I'll just quietly excuse myself. You all will know what I'm going to do, but we won't talk about it. And then we'll just continue playing Mario Party. Oh, Riley. So are you going to get another date with that person? Is that? We'll see. Oh, no. <laughs> you, now, here the, here's the thing. I, I was thinking about this. Early in Justin and I's relationship, like early in the dating, uh-huh. very early, 
uh, we would um, frequently go to a wonderful establishment called Sharky's <laughs> to do karaoke <laughs> uh, with our friends and drink Miller Lights. And right. that particular evening, I was over at Justin's. Uh, he lived at home at the time. And we drank a bunch of coffee so that we would be ready <laughs> to go drink alcohol and karaoke. And we drank uh, a lot of coffee. And then we went there and I started to drink Miller Lite. And I felt not good. Because, yeah. And that's when I learned like a bunch of coffee and a bunch of beer does not mix. Generally, coffee and beer is not a great combo yeah. in my in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was sitting there and I was like, oh, I really don't want to puke in Sharky's. Well, already. <laughs> it was, it's so early in the evening. And so I, I went outside and sat down out on the on the curb just to like get some fresh air. It was a cooler evening. I'm like, I'm just going to breathe a little bit, get some air. I'm going to feel OK. And uh, Justin followed me out. And he sat down next to me and he put his arm around me and he was like, it's okay. Do you want to go? We could just go home as long as we're together. I don't, I don't care what we do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I'm in love with this person. (laughs) Outside of Sharky's was Mm -hmm. when you had that moment. And only because I got so, no, I didn't, I didn't puke. That's okay. Well, this is puke in this story. That's yeah. yeah, That's not the same. No, I really thought I was going to though. (laughs) Eventually, eventually the coffee went away. The beer took its place. I will say it did help that I have already seen this person vomit from alcohol. <laughs> so, oh, that's just that's just uh, the one for one. That's fine. You you have exactly. to play. Although, you have to keep the puking although, equal in a relationship. I think, <laughs> I think it you is unbalanced once again because three days later, almost exactly, I did get a text that just said, "How long did it take you to get over that stomach bug <laughs> that you had?" Um, I did also, pass it to oh, him. So now he's puking. So now that the the ball is back in your court, you're good. You're fine. Now you so I get to again. puke again, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's what courtship is, right? I don't know. It's been a long time Perfect. since I've done it. <laughs> this, this is this is what a relationship is, kids. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of weird bird mating ritual. <laughs> <laughs> you puke, he pukes, you puke again, then he pukes one more time, and, and then you fall. He makes a sculpture out of trash. I don't know. <laughs> 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 There's a dance where you shake your tail feathers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're all better. We're all fine. Yeah, we're all fine now. It wasn't COVID. I don't know if that wasn't clear. It wasn't. It no. really. I I think my my doctor brain thinks it was a norovirus. But I mean, we didn't get tested because it was all it was all gone. It within literally lasted. Hours. Yeah, yeah, like less than six hours. Honestly, mm-hmm. the act of being sick um, was very short. Yeah. Can I just share a brief realization I made last night that's very unrelated that okay. I think you all might enjoy and the listeners of our show? Do you know when the world started going downhill? Do you know when things started to fall apart? When they stopped putting out new seasons of MasterChef Junior? <laughs> you think that's what caused COVID? <laughs> they, it was the end of 2019 when they put out the last one mm. and they were making another one and then they kept putting it off because they had to stop filming because COVID and then they said it was going to come out this year and then it didn't and that's why things keep being bad. Oh. I think things might have been bad before 2019, kiddo. <laughs> I, I think that's what would save us. Is Maybe what I'm just saying. from COVID. But <laughs> just from COVID, it would all end if they would just bring back those little kids cooking up a storm. 
I thank mean, you for your time. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not opposed to that. Theory. <laughs> I, I will. I mean, if that if they want to bring it back to investigate it, I did enjoy that show. I love that show. I will watch it. Uh, speaking of shows, there you go. That we should watch. Yes. That we did watch. <laughs> <laughs> I love this formative Super- teen classic that Sydney's brought to the table. Today. <laughs> if this if this isn't all you ever needed to know about me, what does what does Sydney consider a formative teen classic? It's Supermarket Sweep. That's mm-hmm. me. That's me. <laughs> uh, I loved Supermarket Sweep. I, I was kind of obsessed with it for a long time. I really wanted to be on it, which is weird because like <laughs> I, the years I was watching it, I, I was trying to see like when exactly was it around? I mean, it's been around for a super long time, right? Like it was around back in the 60s. Now, I did not. I've never seen any of those episodes. What do you think those oh, wow. are like? I have to dig I those know. up. I have to dig those up. I bet I, I would be terrible at that. Guessing the prices of things in the 60s. Right. I don't know. Well, it seems like there was just a two-year period from 65 to 67, and then mm-hmm. it came back in 90. And that's when I watched yeah. it in the 90s. That, the, the, those, uh, <laughs> those 90 to 95 years, I feel like that was the sweet spot. It came back again in 2000, and then now it's in its most recent iteration, hosted by Leslie Jones, um, which is wonderful. I The David Ruprecht years were the ones that like spoke to me. Do you remember him hosting? He had all those sweaters, all those yes. amazing sweaters that he would wear to host Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. If you so if you've never watched, Supermar- I know this because of you. I would like to point out. Yes, if you've never watched Supermarket Sweep, it was a game show. Uh, is a game show uh, where basically you would have teams of contestants that three teams that would know each other in some way. You could have couples, you could have siblings, you could have friends, whatever. And they're, they compete in a series of, like, questions related to grocery products <laughs> where you may have to guess, like, which one of these is priced wrong or finish this riddle to for a grocery brand name, whatever. And then once you uh, accumulate time, you don't get points so much as time, then you go to the big sweep where you run through the store with a shopping cart and buy as much stuff as you can and not just quantity it's got to be like price the mm-hmm. most yeah and whoever gets the most spends the most in the grocery store goes on to the final sweep where you can win at the time i think it was five thousand dollars wow mm. now in the current you can win like up to a hundred thousand now right yeah it's a hundred thousand dollars in that is, isn't that in the leslie jones yes iteration now you can win and you also get all the money that you get in your sweep too so big bucks it's so funny to see like the cumulative um i don't know it's a show about inflation really (laughs) because like a big sweep in the 90s was like if you broke a thousand dollars yeah if you if you got over a thousand dollars worth of groceries it was like oh my gosh you got all the fancy cheese like (laughs) how did you do it but uh not so much today now they're up in the four and five thousand dollar range yeah, that part was just sort of depressing when I compared, like, I was watching episodes back and forth from the 90s and now. I'm like, oh, it's just it's not that much more stuff. We're just, we just didn't. Prices just went up a lot. We just didn't. Well, the prices did. <laughs> it's nice to see some things always stay the same. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're going to buy giant cuts of meat and, <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know those are going to be pricey no matter what year you're living in. I always loved that part of supermarkets. We I just love seeing you grab all the, the golden hams. <laughs> <laughs> the golden hams. <laughs> um, I don't know why I was obsessed with this show. I was I part of it was that I really wanted to be on it. I used to sit and watch it and strategize. Like I think <laughs> where we grew up has a lot to do with why you would love this show. Because think about activities you could partake in on a regular weekend here in Huntington, West Virginia. Not many. I bet the thought of running around the local Walmart mm-hmm. and just being able to grab a bunch of stuff sounded like, yes, that sounds like something I would love to do. I guess that's true. Because even even more so, so like when when we were growing up, <laughs> Riley, there was no Walmart. <laughs> well, I mean, in my case, <laughs> running around the, the local Walmart. Bear. It was the big yeah. bear. But like, but what the, and the only reason I make that distinction is that, so big bear was a grocery store. Mm-hmm. It didn't have other stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe a few sundries, but like, I mean, toiletries and stuff, but like it didn't have clothes and toys mm-hmm. and all the other things you would find at a Walmart. It was a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so, but, I, but there was a part of me that was fantasizing about running around just a grocery store when I was a teenager, which like. You don't get excited about produce when you're a teen. Why do I want to run around a grocery store and buy a bunch of stuff? <laughs> if it was a store with other things like electronics or whatever, you could yeah. see why I'd be like, man, like the super toy run. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Everybody was obsessed with the idea of what would I do if I could do the super toy run? Who's obsessed with the idea when they're a teenager of like, I want to run through a grocery store and buy as much stuff <laughs> as I can. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I feel like as a kid, there is that just the idea of being able to grab whatever because you don't have you don't have money. You can't do that stuff. And it kind of loses the charm as an adult because it's like, I mean, I go to the grocery store now because I have to. And I guess I could buy whatever I want. But that, that doesn't really work out for me when I do. There I will are consequences say- when I treat weekly shopping like a supermarket sweep. <laughs> you you all do bring that out in each other at the holidays though because whenever we're all at home together at the local Walmart we always seem to buy many large sized things that are not on the list mm-hmm. unnecessary and probably should not be bought it started as a joke i feel like <laughs> when we would be shopping and i would get like the um, <laughs> like the yard long Snickers. Yeah. yeah or like a, an economy sized drum of mayonnaise uh-huh. and try to put it in the buggy while mom went, no, no, what are you doing? No. <laughs> Dad's like, that's where the milk goes. <laughs> <laughs> the milk spot. <laughs> and Justin does it now. Every time we go to the grocery store, at some point he has to go over to the cereal aisle and try to like scoop up <laughs> an entire display of like Lucky Charms and put it in the buggy while I like embarrass him. I'm like, stop. Stop it. There are people in the aisle. There are other adults standing around. He'll do it even when the kids aren't with us, when it's just us. And it's like, we're just two adults and you're doing it. <laughs> See, it's less fun when you when you have to be the one to pay for it. Because I could do that on my own. And I'm like, oh, no, put it back, Taylor. <laughs> Wait, are, there, are there videos of people? I feel like that would be a popular YouTube series of like, you run into a grocery store, you and your partner. You're both wearing supermarket sweep sweatshirts with like numbers on them and you both just go running in and start running up and down the aisles and grabbing the most expensive items and sticking them in your buggy. (laughs) I feel like there should be videos out there of people doing that. I feel like if the Gen Z's were more aware of the supermarket sweep, maybe this would be a popular, like, I don't know. TikTok. Doesn't it seem like something they do? Yeah. 
It does. But then all I can think about is, they, will they politely put each item back where they mm-hmm. got it? Or will they just mm-hmm. abandon giant carts full of stuff? Like, now, see, yeah, I think your only options, either you put it all back or, or you, you buy, buy it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you're going to engage in that. I agree with you. I always, whenever I see any... <laughs> I'm so old. Whenever I see any of those videos where people make a mess at a public place, I always want to say that unless you're cleaning all that up or like paying the store for all that or whatever, I am so frustrated. Do you know that there's somebody whose job it is to clean up that stupid mess you just made? Uh, All all of those, like any time that a a prank video involves interacting with people in the service industry, just there's no joy in it for me. Like, oh, I went into a Burger King and ordered something wacky. And I'm just like the the service person who's standing there like, please, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, this is not fun for me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I always feel that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, at least at least, you know, some of them will like some some of the YouTube creators. I don't want to name any of them because I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I, I feel like that's such a dicey game. Uh-uh. Yeah, you don't want to name. I don't know how who's a mess yeah. secretly. I think uh, Will. I was going to say all of them a little bit, but I don't know. All the, some, all the big ones that like you know what I mean. There are some that go in and like buy out stores, yes. but then they like pay for everything and yes. donate it and stuff like that. Yes. And I assume that's okay. Yeah, I don't. But again, I don't know. I it's also I sticky. I don't know. <laughs> Just do your seems okay. Do your silly little dances at home. Don't involve people that are trying to just make their hourly wage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to just dance in a grocery store, just don't, you know, don't block the way. People are trying I, to buy things. <laughs> I have seen several teens making TikToks in the Walmart. <laughs> like doing dances, like are propping their phone up on a shelf. In the Walmart? In the Walmart, yeah. Like prop their phone up on the shelf in like the like paper products aisle Why? and just do the TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why you'd want to, like you have, like... Why in the? Is Why there, not? Is that part of it? I don't know. Sydney, there is a whole <laughs> subsection of my. This is why we changed our show. This is why we don't talk about being young and what's Rather cool anymore. Because I don't know. They're all young and they scare me and they're constantly dancing everywhere. And I don't know how they learn the dances so fast. I don't know how they do them so fast. And I don't know how they're constantly coming up with them. By the time I learn them, they're moved on to a new one. I don't get it. And why do they do them in the Walmart? I don't. Well, I just wondered if it was like part of the thing is you have to do it in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but please don't. If you're listening to this, please don't start supermarket sweeping. No grocery no. stores. I mean, if you just want to run in wearing one of those sweatshirts and like shop really quickly and then check out and then leave. That's fine. I think that's fine. Yes. Be careful, though. When they're really crowded, you can't run with those buggies. You've mentioned supermarket sweep sweatshirts several times now. I know exactly what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> the, okay. So for real, um, I hope Justin doesn't hear this. I told Justin when we were watching Supermarket Sweep once, <laughs> uh, I really want one of the sweatshirts. And on Supermarket Sweep, if you've never watched it, they wear like the Supermarket Sweep sweatshirts aren't like fancy. No, they're just, they're just s- solid color. Yeah. <laughs> And they have supermarket sweep on them. And they're like one of the primary colors. They're like usually red, blue or yellow. Or sometimes they're a secondary color, right? Sometimes they're green or something. But like generally speaking, it's just that. So I said that. And he got me a supermarket sweep sweatshirt, sweatshirt. But it's not one, it, like it's just a sweatshirt that says supermarket sweep. And now it is gray, which I love gray. But it's not 
you know, it wasn't like I meant I want one of the contestants right, sweatshirt. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I love him and I love the sweatshirt. It's very comfy and I do wear it. But I really do want one of the contestant sweatshirts. I mm-hmm. always did. I always I don't know. There's they're not cool. I'm not saying they are. Well, I don't know. But now I guess in the new series, they make a point of I guess. Do they, do they get to to like dress them up on their own or the contestants get to is it done ahead of time what's the story there that's what i was wondering the, the impression i get is that they're each getting to personalize their own right. that is the imp- i mean because it feels very like part of the thing with supermarket sweep <laughs> uh is like getting to know contestants but with such little time that i mean they get slightly more time than like a Jeopardy contestant gets. Mm-hmm. You know how the, each Jeopardy contestant gets to tell one story, mm-hmm. <laughs> one cool story <laughs> to try to define them forever. Yeah. Um, they get a little more maybe than mm-hmm. that cumulatively throughout the course of the show, but not a lot more. And and yet they each have to kind of come up with a personality for their team and for each of them. And then now uh, if an extension of that is they get to take that iconic supermarket sweep, sweep sweatshirt and cut it or you know rework it however whatever they want to do to it Mm. to make it their own that is my impression now i could be totally wrong that could just be something they they're given well because they do also i it wasn't i thought it was in the it's not the the team names this is a this is a new show creation right where they each yeah yeah name for their team which they're great some of them really try to be quippy and punny and then some people like we're team onion yeah, that was the one that stuck out to me too, Team yeah. Onion. <laughs> although, although I did really relate to why they called themselves Team Onion because they said we have layers, we smell great, and we cry all the time. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'm Team Onion too. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and in our hearts, we all were Team Onion. Um, I want to talk more about that other aspect, which is the characters, <laughs> the contestants slash characters on the show. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh, so first of all, this week, I want to talk about, uh, well, it's the holiday season. I don't know if you all are aware. What? I hope you've bought me my presents. Oh, gosh. Lots of them. Oops. Uh, but maybe you haven't. Maybe you're not sure what to get somebody. And maybe you're still trying to figure it out. Well, StoryWorth is a great gift to give somebody this time of year. So basically, what is StoryWorth? Every week. They're going to email a relative or friend, whoever you choose to to give this to, a thought-provoking question of your choice. From uh, They have a bunch of options, so you don't have to come up with them all on your own necessarily. Um, but you can pick one of the questions. And they're all unique prompts, things that you wouldn't necessarily think to just ask somebody off the top of your head. Something like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? And they'll send the person that you've gifted StoryWorth to uh, this prompt, and then they can answer it. And after a year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you can keep and share for generations to come. So this is the perfect time of year to think about this kind of thing. You know, it hopefully is a time where as much as possible, we can safely gather together and and see the people that we care about. And um, giving somebody a, a gift like StoryWorth really enables you to learn more about somebody that maybe you've known your whole life, maybe you're already super close to, maybe you want to know more about um, with 
questions that we don't always think to ask each other when we're spending time together. So, um, and reading these uh, stories can help you connect with people. And, it, and it's nice for the person you're giving it to, to rem- have these memories and like share them and write them down and, and give them to the people they love. So, uh, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out StoryWorth, what should they do? Well, with StoryWorth, you're giving a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com slash stillbuffering and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash stillbuffering to save $10 on your first purchase. Do you know what else I love about the holiday season? What's that? The smells. Everything smells so good. You got... Cookie smells, tree smells, um, mistletoe smells. Even snow has a smell. It's got a clean, clean, nice winter smell. Fresh smell. Um, And that's why I love Native because they have their holiday inspired scented products available now. And cookies and mistletoe are two of those scent flavors you can choose from. Native also cares about the products you put on your body. They're all about stopping the stink the right way way that's the native difference because their mission is to overhaul your entire hygiene routine by creating products that are made with simple ingredients like shea butter and coconut oil so you can smell great all day long i even know what those ingredients are so that's saying something (laughs) um and if you're looking for something to gift your loved ones you can give the gift of self-care this holiday season you can build yourself or your loved one a personalized product bundle by mixing and matching three of your favorite holiday scented products into a set Personally, I love that sugar cookie scent. I constantly smell like I just baked a delicious batch of cookies, um, but always, which is just delightful for myself and everyone around me. So, now can mistletoe scent give you get you a consensual mooch as much as mistletoe mm. itself? You just hold your just pit up in the air and be like, it's "Under the mistletoe, under the mistletoe." I would like a kiss now, yeah, please. please. Yes, you, go. you got to find out. You got to find out yourself. <laughs> Can't share that secret. <laughs> um, Tay, if our listeners want to try out getting a little mistletoe scented mooch on their under their pits, what should they do? <laughs> Stay merry, happy, and fresh this holiday season. You will love Native's limited time seasonal products as much as I do. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use code buffering to get twenty percent off your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com code buffering for twenty percent off. NativeDeodorant.com, code buffering. One more time. So uh, the the other thing that I love, and we've started to kind of talk about that, and I do think that's been a big change. There aren't a lot of changes in the show, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's still structured very much the same. There's a lot more uh, cash in the game is the way that old David Ruprecht always used to put it. Mm-hmm. We have more cash in the game, more money in the game to make it more exciting. There's more <laughs> money in the game. Um there's definitely more money in the game now. But other than that, and like better lighting, I don't know. <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, but they have taken the time. They always would have the teams. You'd have like an opening mini sweep to get, get the game going. And then you'd stop to ask everybody like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And the who are you involved basically like, what are your names? What is your relationship? Like, how do you know each other? Why are you here? Uh, and then they would let them each tell one story. Which, like, only one of them could pick a story. Mm-hmm. I always thought that must have been tough. Like, which one of us gets to tell David Ruprecht something about ourselves? And they're all very much like the Jeopardy contestant stories. Like, I was watching an old episode the other day, and he was like, and now I hear you, I don't remember her name, Jennifer, have a very special talent. 
And she was like, that's right, David. I can say the alphabet backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, really? That's pretty impressive. And she says, yes, I can. And then proceeds to do it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And this is TV. Like, this this is on television. (laughs) And so she very quickly, Uh I will say, says the alphabet backwards. The audience cheers. And he says, well, that's great. And moves on. (laughs) Someone made that editorial decision. It's not live television. Someone decided, (laughs) let's leave that in there. This is the thing that we should have asked of her. (laughs) Can you? I I like to imagine that after that was over, everybody in the editing room was sitting there going, why did we do that? (laughs) And like even the contestants were going, why was that what I said? (laughs) What happened there? What was the whole? Ex- I don't know. I watched. I actually watched it, and then I re. I had to rewind it and watch it again to make sure. Like, did this really happen? Did mm-hmm. I dream this? Because it felt like something that I would make up to tell Justin, and he'd go, "Really?" And I'd go, "Nah, I just made that up." Yeah, but it was real. Anyway, <laughs> they get they get better stories um, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they get uh, like team names. They get to kind of show off a little bit of their personality. They both get a chance to say a little bit about themselves. And I, I think they, uh, you get sort of like um, an idea of, I don't know, who they are in terms of supermarkets, <laughs> who they are in terms of their grocery shopping behaviors or cooking or food relationship. Like you, you learn uh-huh. a little bit enough to get a feel for like, oh, okay, I, I kind of get your thing. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, the, the casting department is doing some good work because it's definitely like the teams are enjoyable. Like those are pick to be people that you want to see <laughs> run like crazy through a supermarket they yeah. do they do and i feel like they've leaned into i have always I, i've always contended that there was something again this is a recurring theme on our show something in here inherently a little um queer about <laughs> a love of supermarket sweep um <laughs> now my, they have well they have a lot of lgbtq couples now yeah. on the show yes well uh, what go back hold on <laughs> backpedal for just a second they didn't in the original obviously they okay they, they didn't say they, they had did. a lot of yes. roommates is all i'm saying they have a lot of roommates but i'm saying they didn't say what are you saying is inherently queer about supermarket sweep <laughs> i need to know i am saying that they would have like i, I can't tell you how many times on the show they would have two women standing uh-huh. there in their matching sweatshirts ready to go grocery shopping together who are like best friends have been so long and like they're not but but it was the 90s it's mm-hmm. like 92 so they're not allowed to say it mm-hmm. and i don't know just the energy okay it was it's just a very like i know what we all know what's happening okay. here we all know what's happening that checks because I was just going to say, I think I feel my least queer when I am walking through the local Walmart doing my weekly grocery shopping. I don't know. There was always some, and then and like the and then David Ruprecht would always ask the, especially if it was two female contestants, like, and what about your husbands? And they would always say something to the effect of like, basically, I don't know, like we don't care about them. <laughs> like, yes, they're there. Yes, they're real. They exist. They exist. And then, and then move on. They and go to a like, different school. Uh-huh. I mean, okay, but uh, I, I can, I, like, buying incredibly expensive cheeses and matching sweatshirts, that's that's pretty gay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Take that. Right? 
I just there was just something that needed to be unpacked about the phrase. I don't really There's always been something inherently queer about supermarket sweep. <laughs> I don't know. We've but done it. It, it, it was, is we've we've unpacked it. I get it. It was on my list of things that were for me. <laughs> Ah, okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. This all makes so much more sense now. You couldn't pinpoint your young love of supermarket sweep. <laughs> it was your secret gay thing. Because you were like, this is a I little was, bit gay. This is for me. Even though I didn't know that I was fantasizing about me and another woman in matching sweatshirts and matching, by the way, not not very <laughs> hip sweatshirts walking through a supermarket together and pricing cheeses even though i didn't know that's what i was fantasizing about mm-hmm. maybe that's what i was connecting to mm-hmm. I, I like that this is how bereft we were for like proper representation especially like wholesome <laughs> representation it's like having like a same-sex couple on a team and it's just the two of them and they have to engage in some sort of like vaguely like familial activity it's like okay <laughs> well it also felt like the idea of going shopping grocery shopping as a couple i'm gonna go out on a limb here i feel like if you look at sort of the um old i if you want to use the word traditional i hate that word in this sense but like traditional kind of american heteronormative patriarchal relationship Mm -hmm. like in that relationship the couple don't go shopping together generally right like if you're looking at like the old sort of 50s and 60s family structure like uh, the husband and wife aren't going to go shopping together yeah so there was something to me that that seemed progressive and modern and kind of cool and relatable about the idea of going grocery shopping with your partner like there was something about that that felt like I don't know, um, like a revolutionary kind of like it was radical. It was a little bit radical, like <laughs> the the radical I, queerness of supermarket sleep. <laughs> oh well, my god, it was, it's my capstone. That's what I'm doing my entire. That's how I'm getting my degree. I am writing that essay. Oh my god, I I also just love that you in your brain have equated grocery shopping with supermarket sweep as if (laughs) what happens on supermarket sweep is at all what grocery shopping actually is in my head when i'm grocery shopping i am always going on the big sweep (laughs) that's it i mean i'm not trying to spend as much money as i can obviously but you know there are not nearly enough giant size like bottles of dawn dish soap that i can grab <laughs> in, in the real world i don't i don't know if i buy no, that. golden hams yes no golden hams in the real world but i definitely like if i had to if i had to supermarket sweep the the fancy kroger you know oh, yeah. <laughs> not the not, fan- the, not the other kroger the fancy kroger the, the, the fancy kroger Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I know exactly where I'd go. Like, I have already mapped it out in my head. Like, I know where I'd start. To the sushi? <laughs> well, there's, the, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. The, that whole area. There's the sushi and the fancy cheese. They're there and right the together. Well, and the gonna, wine mm-hmm. is right there. I say, go, just go to the wine. Like, just, you know. Just well, and if case. you go, mm-hmm. and, and right next to that is where they have all, like, the, um, like, they have a gluten-free and a vegan mm-hmm. and a, like all the diff- those sorts of specialty foods and those are all always more expensive mm-hmm. i would just sweep right through that whole so- i wouldn't even go over to the other side of the store 
What am I going to go buy a gallon of milk? No, look at all this. <laughs> it is it, it, like the new games. Some of the high ticket items that they have in there kind of like how why doesn't everybody go for this? Like, there's like coffee makers and stuff in there that you can grab now. Like entire yeah. grills. It's like, why don't you just why? Are, why did you grab five bags of Lay's potato chips? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> get the grill. Get the actual literal grill. <laughs> I love that idea because, you know, somebody uh, that's part of that was part of what I loved about it is that like somebody at home has been in their grocery store and looked at some product and thought, why is that brand of yogurt so expensive? Man, if I'm ever on Supermarket Sweep, I'm going to get a bunch of that yogurt that's so expensive. And like it probably is expensive for yogurt. This is an this is a good observation you've made. But like it's not expensive for the rest of the grocery store. But then when they get on supermarket sweet buddy, they're going for that yogurt because they know it's more expensive. <laughs> I will say though, there was, there was one woman who went uh, for the, the real vanilla extract, uh, which I think was a, a good move. Cause like, I think cause the big bottles like 30, $40 a bottle, but they're tiny. They take, don't take up much space. So I don't know. Maybe that's it's a good strategy. If you got a high price, but like l- low volume item. You know, the pros are the ones that go for the razors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Oh, the razor blades? Yep. Because you can get a ton of them. I would go straight. Yeah, that's where after I hit up that whole section of our fancy Kroger, I'd go over the razor blades and just empty out all the razor blades. You can get a ton of them. They're small and they're way overpriced. Yeah. I've noticed on the new show, protein powder is something that people go for. It's like mm-hmm. $45 Ooh. a bag for like a little bag of protein powder. I don't know what kind of protein powder that is, but. <laughs> I, I love I've just been sitting here thinking about how you you have this plan for the fancy Kroger mm-hmm. that you obviously have taken some time to formulate. And now I just imagine every time you go to a new grocery store, your first whole th- trip there is just what would I sweep? Yeah. Let me plan my sweep. I, I, I have to plan my sweep because, it. you know, when I was younger, I foolishly thought, <laughs> why? Why don't they just run down the aisles with their arms out and just knock everything they this. can, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that I yeah, I used to think, like, that's what you'd want to do. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I know, because you'd fill your buggy up really quickly with a bunch of stuff that isn't very expensive. They also, I've learned this, too, from watching a lot of it. There's a <laughs> limit of how many of each item they can get, I think. I think you're right. I was wondering mm-hmm. that, too. Like, why not, when you get a big ticket item, just grab all of it, but they uh-huh. don't let you. No, I, I and I, I heard him say it once on one of the old episodes, like she was get she was getting something and he was like, and she's gotten all five that she can or something. And mm-hmm. so I, I do think there's a limp that I think they're like, it's not interesting to watch somebody fill like That's three fair. buggies of razors. Yeah. <laughs> so like we want you to go around and get other things. so You can only get so many of each one. That makes sense. Uh, is there a limit on the meat, though? Because I feel like a big part of the sweep <laughs> is just. Everybody just just saddles up to the meat department, and it's just throwing meat footage. Just a lot. I it's just one buggy. Can just I ask meat. too? I mean, I've seen whole hams like in a grocery store. I have seen those for in sale. Your life. There's the big cut. I don't know. I don't know enough about butchery. There's the big long cut of meat that they always get a bunch of, it's like ribs or something. I don't know. I have never seen anything like just sitting yeah. out like that. Maybe it's in the butcher's like you'd, ha- but I feel like you'd have to go up and ask for it. I've never seen it just like pre-packaged, two foot long side of beef sitting in the free- <laughs> <laughs> in the, for- in the cold section. I mean, I've, I've never seen that. Maybe it's there. I don't know. I don't go looking for it either. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've also never seen a whole wheel of cheese for sale. Well, again, this is not. 
a functional real grocery store that we are living in here. Yeah, it looks like it could be though. It can, there's not. it can't be right. Not. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it is a real. Yeah. No, it's a set. Okay. Oh no, I, I, I was going to say it's were you definitely gonna, a were set. you going to say you think it's maybe a real one that is rent out on the weekend? Yeah, no, 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 no. We're going to mess the place up for a couple days, but we'll pay for everything. It's definitely a set. I yeah. I wonder how much time they get to. This is another thought. I man, I would love a tell all about <laughs> if there was a someone make a documentary about supermarket sweep, please. And if you, you need make like it. if you <laughs> if it doesn't I'm exist, not a documentarian. You make <laughs> That's so your generation. <laughs> I, I don't have that expertise. <laughs> I could do a podcast about it, I guess, but there not even are. the right kind. I don't even do those kinds of podcasts. Um, I want to know, like, do they get to tour it for a while first and sort of get a night, you know, because mm-hmm. like I'd be great at the fancy Kroger because we have shopped there before. Where it is. Um, right. I think I, it, it got It's got to be sight unseen, you know, because that first one yeah. where they're just trying to find the one item. No one ever yeah. knows what it is. So I think you yeah. just have to cobble together your information as you go. Maybe that's like your chance to kind of see where everything is yeah, when you're looking true. for one thing because you kind of have to look everywhere unless you get lucky. Mm-hmm. I've also I've also learned that I, I have had trouble adapting. I'm better at guessing all the prices of the things in the 90s. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I think that's just because you think everything like costs less than it actually is and you can't believe it. I think I'm always cost- shocked. Yeah. And when I look at something I and realize how expensive it is, I'm, I think I'm still always shocked by things. Yeah. In my head, everything's. <laughs> but I'm very good at that one. I'm always like, oh, no, that bread's way overpriced. It's cheaper than that. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I mean, also, like, all food prices are really high right now. Like, yeah. just. I was going to ask, because, I, I mean, it's popular in the 90s it's popular now do you think that there's a zeitgeist to this like what is it the joy because to me it's kind of like i don't know is it a thing that like if you're if economic hardship is something that you're you're you know hassled by is is this a bit of wish fulfillment is this a bit of escapism just watching somebody grab everything and make money spending money (laughs) like we can relate to unfortunately again i'm sure that's part of it And and i imagine also like I I don't know. Uh, I I would wonder if food prices weren't really good. Also, if you look at sort of when the show existed mm-hmm. back in the nineties, if this wasn't a good era of food pricing, I suspect yeah. it may have been. Um, and so it also because I mean I, I I know I know things seem I, I guess that's true. Things do seem cheap when mm-hmm. I yeah. But like I mean now every everything's so much more expensive. I don't know. I mean, it's like people love, well, the the youths, we love watching hauls of things that YouTubers buy online, like when they buy just ridiculous amounts mm. of clothes or mm-hmm. whatever, and we love watching them unbox everything they've gotten. And I know in my brain, logically, I'm giving you more money to continue buying these things as I sit here watching you unpack all these things you bought, but I can't help it. It's like, I can't, I can't buy all those things, so I'm going to watch you do it. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it really is though. I, I guess it's the same sort of thing because I don't, I don't watch those videos. You're not a, a youth. I'm of, not a youth. The Gen Z. Well, but it's also not my interest. I've never, I've never been a person who's really excited about clothes or electronics, like the stuff but that the you grocery would, store. But the grocery store, I am. Yeah. The idea of like, if I had all the money in the world, I could try any of the cheeses I want. Because what <laughs> if I don't like it? I don't want to. I mean, if I'm going to buy a fancy cheese. 
and it's going to cost money. I'm very careful about mm-hmm. that because I don't want to waste it. And if I don't like it, I'm going to feel like I have to eat it. So it limits me. Mm-hmm. But if I had all the money in the world, I could try any of the cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something very exciting to me about that. That's fair. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. That's my fantasy. The, to get to go in a grocery store cheese. all the cheeses. Yeah. And, and try any cheese I want. <laughs> Price is no object. <laughs> try the cheese. Said so the next time you're in New York, I'm going to take you to like just a just like a good cheese shop with a cheese counter where they let you just try things. You know, oh really? Yeah, no, it's like you, you go to Murray's, you could just try a cheese if you're curious about it. Give you a little. Oh my gosh, Sydney's it's not a luxury experience. It's just, just normal. <laughs> that would be very cool. You can't try the prepackaged fancy cheeses at the fancy Kroger. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> I buy the least fancy cheese. I'm always yeah. so scared. I always end up like, well, just, oh, I, I, I revert to like Dubliner. I'm like. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I was going to say. It's a good solid cheese. I like it. Good Irish cheese. It's yummy how, every time. How wild do you think cheese is going to get? You're like, I don't know. It could just too much for me. Maybe that cheese. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I think it says so I much. I don't like to spend a lot of money. Either. It says so much about our family and where we are from that you're like, you and I both thought the Dubliner. <laughs> that is the cheese that I remember mom bringing home probably a decade ago. And she was like, I got this fancy cheese. You're going to love it. And, and to I this felt, day she does it. I felt so sophisticated. I was like, mm, yeah, that's going to be great. Sophisticated, fancy cheese. It was expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly from another country. Dublin is right in the name. It really, it really is. And to this day, like, mom, will, I'll come over sometimes and she'll be like, guess what I have? Do you want some Dubliner? It is like a fancy <laughs> treat. She had it over she'll, Thanksgiving break and I was like, wow. Okay. She'll lay it out with some Triscuits and be like, check this out. <laughs> I made a charcuterie board. It's just Dubliner and Triscuits. But to be fair, Justin's out of town. Last night for dinner, Triscuits. And I got, it was not a fancy cheese tray. It was just like some slices of like not American cheese <laughs> mixed together. And like from, Colby Jack? From the fancy Kroger. It was like, here's a Colby Jack and a Gouda. And I don't know, a Gruyere or something. Here you go. Here are a few slices of each and some Triscuits. I was like... He- dinner you just wanted an adult lunchable yeah yes that's all i want yeah <laughs> i i need i need it i'm gonna i'm gonna put the idea out there and I'm just i guess i'm gonna let somebody steal it but come on like the 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 hipster like high-end but we love nostalgia marketplace give me those adult lunchables that like have like fancy cheeses and some sort of organic cracker and a vegan brownie or something, and then like a little juice box of 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 like cab soft. That's what I want. It'll sell. Is that take it? Is that just if you made a portable charcuterie board? It basically is. I mean, the, yeah, like but a tiny. And they one. almost have those. They have something that's for one. almost that that are like Hickory Farm meals, and they're yeah. like they're they're similar to that, but they're not the. Fu- I think they're close. But what you're talking about, the full realization with a dessert and a drink and mm-hmm. the whole thing, we need yeah. that. Yeah, it's very close, but we need that. Then take it a step further <laughs> and make up. an adult kids cuisine. Ooh, that you pop in the microwave. That you don't I just rip the top off. That's just like a frozen dinner, right? But fancy with like a, a TV drink. dinner with the, with a little <laughs> with a little drink and a dessert. <laughs> They had a little cosmic brownie in all the kids' cuisines. 
Where's that? Charlie took a Lunchable today that had chicken nuggets in it, but she made me warm up the chicken nuggets and put, put them in a thermos to keep them warm because she didn't want to eat. They're not. I mean, they make them that way. They make you. So, they they have you eat cold chicken. I don't understand it. I don't. I think cold chicken nuggets are better than sweaty chicken nuggets. I was gonna say they're gonna be wet. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Oh, room temp, slightly above room temperature, sweaty chicken nuggets. Sydney, you're a doctor. That is a hot house for disease. You know that. That is above the temperature danger zone. You did zone. it because the seven year old said, Can you put them in a thermos? And you were like, Okay. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's I had to keep them warm. It'll be fine. They eat lunch at like 10 a.m. inexplicably. So. <laughs> that's true. Thermos. I don't, I don't know. Foil. I don't know. Boil them? I said boil. put them in foil. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I am doing the best I can. Justin's at a convention. <laughs> so your child gets a thermos full of chicken nuggies? Last night. Wet chicken nuggies. <laughs> last night, in addition to all of the cooking and cleaning and bathing and showering and all the things I did to get them ready for bed, get them all tucked away, nice and teeth brushed and butts clean and all that. In addition to all that, I had to move an elf. Well, I don't. That's that I have to redress the elf every night. <laughs> oh, it's the, the elf on the shelf thing. All right, it's yeah. got to move. Uh, the elf, the elf gets a new outfit and a new location every night, and we got an advent calendar. I got to figure out how to fill every night with something. Anyway, <laughs> sounds sounds like some of that work you created for yourself. You should fill fill it with little nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> some more sweaty nuggets. Some more sweaty moist nuggets. <laughs> Here, I filled it with your after-school snack for today. Oh, Here's no. open up. You know what? The, we, we have to end this episode. But you know what the kicker is? They had pizza at school today. Oh, my gosh. She didn't want to eat it. Of course. No, because it's got sauce on it. And she only eats pizza without sauce. She so. likes cheese sticks. So I, had to, <laughs> so I had to send her with chicken nuggets so that she didn't have to eat pizza at Man, school. I wish I could get school pizza. <laughs> Man. I miss that rectangle pizza. That fit the tray perfectly. It was designed yes. to fit the tray. Mm-hmm. And the little tiny square pepperonis. Oh my gosh. Anyways, okay. Well, anyway, thank you all for watching Supermarket Sweep. It <laughs> was great. I'm going to watch more of it. I couldn't yeah. sleep last night because I had to just keep watching it. Leslie Jones is addictive. I she would is. highly recommend the new one. I mean, the, the old one is fun for nostalgia purposes, If like, especially if you're of sort of my generation. Like, you probably remember it from when you were homesick from school or something. And, uh, and it has that kind of element. And it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's got that like kitschy thing. Yeah. Of a lot of a lot of that early '90s stuff, but uh, the current one is is genuinely entertaining. It's it's funny. It's clever. Leslie Jones is great. Mm-hmm. Well, and to go back to you know, however you feel about the the the, the queer lens on the old show, I, I hear hear a lot of people complaining about a lack of like wholesome queer representation in new media. This definitely has it. Mm-hmm. You just want to watch mm-hmm. some happy gay couples like shouting each other about hands. Yes. It's great. I agree. It's perfect. It was always there. It was subversive, and it was always there. And you always knew it. And I always knew it. (laughs) Just Sydney. Sure. Just for you. All right. Well, thank you all. Taylor, what's next? Uh, I want to talk about, we're moving into the the holidays, Uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, It kind of qualifies. The the, uh, Batman Returns, which is a 1992 Tim Burton Batman film. So I know it's not the original in that series, <laughs> but it is my favorite. We're starting with a sequel. It's a great a classic Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. 
It's set during Christmas. That's so everybody's always arguing. Oh, die Hard is it? Like, what about Batman Returns? Can we? Can I start that dialogue? That's what we're gonna start. That's what we're gonna next do next week. There you go. All right. Well, all right. thank you all. Um, thank you, listeners. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> the the very gay history of Supermarket Sweep. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. Uh, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. And next time you're at the checkout and you hear the beep, think of the fun you can have on Supermarket Sweep. Good. So you're all, you're all supposed to say it together. Yeah. Excitedly. That's good. Yes. Yes. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a, it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.